0: Welcome to the Nuts and Bolts Podcast, spinoff of the RC Scrap Pile. Today, I just want to kind of cover a few quick topics. Uh, First off, I'm Clay Ricks. I've been in the hobby for about 10 years, uh, primarily flying 3D aircraft. And uh, fly a little bit of gas, a little bit of electric, and uh, even dabble in some helicopters. Uh, my other host here today is Michael Wyatt. And, uh, what do you do, Michael?
1: Well, I'm been in the hobby probably about the same amount of time as you, about 10, 12 years, uh, fly RC helicopters, airplanes, uh, I've dabbled in drones, uh, autonomous stuff. I'm a full scale pilot. and uh, that's about it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, we got, uh, Casey with us right now. Actually, I'm Jason Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Batman. I am Batman, yep.
2: <laughs> so I'm sitting in for Jason today, and uh, man, I've, I've been in the hobby about five years. Uh, got into it because of drones and stuff like that. Fly a little gas, a little electric, a little nitro, a little bit of everything. Jason's more of the uh, EDF guy and uh, and uh, jets as well. Yep, turbines. Yep. Turbines, yep. And a little bit in between. He's he's really good with foam, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, we'll have to, uh, Jason will have to introduce himself a little bit better whenever, uh He's able to come. He's uh got tied up with the family and work and everything. He's he's been out of town all week, so he wasn't able to make it out today. We, we
2: cut him some slack. I said, that, "Buddy, I, I'll fill in for you. We'll make this happen."
0: Right, right. So anyway, we're gonna cover a little bit more of the tech side of the hobby. Um, we're not trying to take away from uh, our buddies at the scrap pile, uh, but they're uh, they're geared more towards the uh, the after hours after you're done flying and. And the fun and the BS that you have at the flying field when the flying is done, so to speak. None of that's BS, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's a lot of BS. It's real life. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's real life BS. Yeah. (laughs) But we're going to cover a little bit more of the the tech topics and uh, cover some setups and uh, new products, building, listener questions. So send us your questions via our Facebook platform. The RC Scrap Pile Facebook group. Uh, we're on, uh, we have the RC Scrap Pile Facebook page. We're on Instagram,
2: YouTube. What else, Casey? Well, you, they can also leave uh, voice messages if they go to the anchor app.
0: And please do.
3: Yeah.
2: We got, man, we got one on our show last week and I was supposed to make it on the show and I forgot about it. Then we were done with the show. So I'm going to have to do that next week. But yeah, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us.
0: Yeah. That'd be and, cool. Uh,
1: Someone leave a voice message and we can just add it to the show and ask a question. And yep. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Yep. I think so. I really want somebody to prank phone call you guys. Man. That
1: would
2: be even
0: better. I'm I'm looking forward to that happening. It
2: hasn't happened yet, but I, I can't wait.
0: Yep.
1: Talk so, to you about your uh, vehicle's
0: extended warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. or, or, or hey man, you want to buy a snapping turtle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, anyway, so we got a few topics we're going to cover today. Uh, one that uh, I was asked to cover was uh, battery chargers and uh, charge cases. Um, I've been uh, told that I have a charger problem. Uh, Michael Sterling, actually, thanks for that.
2: You, I will, I will agree with him. You definitely have a charger problem, but you have some of the coolest chargers I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all right. I like them. And it's I, good? I definitely went through a few to find out what I like. That's for sure. And it's good to have a buddy that's
2: got a charger problem because I got batteries, he's got a charger, we can make this work.
0: Well, it kind of goes back to, you know, when Team Gas had the good chargers and Team Electric didn't. So, the that's Team sad. Electric was dependent on Team Gas. That's
1: actually kind of yeah. sad.
0: <laughs> uh, well, the fact is, is we fly big electrics too. Yeah. You know, we, we joke and we harass, and, but we fly big electrics as well, so... I have a lot of fun with them and i believe you fly quite a few big electrics with your helis when you're 12s and stuff like that correct? yeah yeah and take a take a lot of charger for those what kind of charger do you use
1: um i had a uh oh man i can't think of the name of it now it's a duo uh that i was charging with my wouldn't be uh, packs is it a high Hi- Hi charger the hyperion
0: maybe the hyperion yeah, there you go yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, um, have,
1: I have one of those as well so well, expensive charger um but i've i've Started using the uh, uh, the same ones you're about to talk about.
0: The uh, ISDTs? ISDTs. And
1: uh, as long as you got a good power supply, those seem to be great little chargers. Yeah.
0: So my first high-output charger uh, was a Hyperion Duo. Uh, forget the number, maybe. It's not 308 because that's the iCharger. Is the iCharger 308. But it was a Hyperion something-other. Anyway. Like a
1: 430? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, the Google, one, here I come. The one I had was a, a dual port with a uh, thousand watts, uh yep. five hundred aside. And uh, great charger, excellent charger. Not the most user friendly. No. It's the Fataba <laughs> of, of, <laughs> hey, of hey the now. Charger World. <laughs> uh the seven twenty I. And the ISDT is the spectrum easy of the charger world. uh
1: and that's now you're going down that that iPhone rabbit hole, right. iPhone Android <laughs> rabbit hole here. That is, I will agree that charger was not user friendly.
2: No, I'm just going to sit over here and be Switzerland on this deal. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Very neutral.
0: Very neutral. Very neutral. Well, I can't talk crap. I've got a Fataba now, so I've got one of each. Actually, see, I've got two Spectrums and one Fataba. See, in my mind, now you own it. Now you can talk crap about it. You know, at the end of the day, it's st- it's a really good transmitter. But it's still not easier. I, I'm maybe if that's all you've ever had, it's not bad. But Well, we're getting off topic here yeah. real quick, but we're I was hearing, uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: But I was listening to you guys <laughs> earlier b- programming that airplane, and you were arguing about, you know, channel five being able to do this and that, and I'm like, Fataba, we just go click, click, and it's done.
0: <laughs> well For you. The ca- the yeah. now, no, it's easy. <laughs> right. The caveat there is that's a, a couple generations. True. back but the couple generations back fataba still could do it <laughs>
1: well, the eight the eight would well, do it <laughs> i was programming
2: a 14 sg this week yeah and all i wanted to do was copy a model and it was absolutely insane
1: no super simple for you you just go to the word that says copy
2: well <laughs> i was not it was not explained to me that way you may be correct because i don't know but i had to create a new model and then I had to go to the model that I wanted to copy, and then I had to put that new model in the place of the or the the copied model in the place uh, of the new no, model, no, 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 no. and now I have to rename it. And scrolling through all that stuff to get the letters and numbers, it was okay. Abso- that part sucks. It was that absolutely insane.
1: Yes, that part sucks. But the S one button jumps to the next page. Just so you know that. Hey, but I know now. Yeah, you select the model,
0: right? Then select copy. So yeah, that's I all need, I gotta
2: do. I need I need a better Fataba
4: <laughs> tutor, is what it sounds like. So
0: you know what else though is. In Spectrum, when you want to set up flaps, you go to the one that says flaps. And yeah. in Fataba, you go to the one that says camber. No, 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 no,
1: no. There's a flaps option. You just got the wrong model set.
0: Right. But <laughs> in all of them that say flaps, you have a flaps menu in Spectrum. But I'm yeah. just saying.
1: But so this goes along, if somebody has questions on how to set something up on yeah. whatever radio, I think they can you know, send yeah. us that question and we can... Yeah, Cash it out, man. If, Absolutely.
2: If, if you
0: guys don't have this covered, then then I
2: don't know who. will. I
0: mean, we've got enough people that know all the radios. Right, right. Oh, uh, we can go back and forth, but at the end of the day, just like so with these chargers, uh, you know, I'm going to cover mostly ISDTs. I like ISDTs because they're simple. Yeah, they're, they're very user friendly. Their, their user interface is very very simple. It, uh, you know, that they, they charge quickly. They, they charge well. They give you the information you need, but not a whole bunch of information that you don't need. And then at the same time, they're very, very simple, very easy, mm-hmm. quick. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm out flying, that's what I want. I want I want to plug it in and go, yeah. Exactly. I don't want to be f- over there jacking with the charger. And the Hyperion was great. It just wasn't y- – you know, I had to fumble through it almost yeah. every time. Yeah. I never was like, yeah, I need to push this button, this button, this button, done. And I was like – uh, how do I do this again? Okay. Oh, wait. No, no, that's not right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. So the, the, the ISDT. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be user-friendly. Absolutely.
2: You know what's super cool about ISDT chargers? What's that? Buddy RC carries those, and we have a coupon code in the description.
0: So all the ones, I, so I've got some notes here, right? And all, the, an awesome all of the pricing yeah. <laughs> I pulled from, uh, from Buddy RC's website, actually. Yep. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, I went and watched TJ's video. Yeah, uh, you know he covers a lot of chargers that aren't really in my wheelhouse, not really interested in. But he's got a lot that are too. So
2: well, they carry that and the Eye Charger, I believe. They do. Yep. Yeah. And he's got a video on
0: how to use each one of them. So the Eye Charger is Clint's choice, and uh, and I hear it's an excellent charger. I just know I'm not real sharp on the Eye Charger. I haven't messed with it much. Well,
2: I will say it works fantastic, but it. Took a little bit of a learning curve for me to figure out what I was doing, but that's not saying a whole lot. I'm kind of an idiot. I concur. I, I need stuff dumbed down. Gosh dang it! Like, yeah, you know
0: the, uh, you left yourself wide open. <laughs> yeah, there. I know. It's all
2: right.
1: Serve it up. I'll hit it out of the park. That's it. The important thing I think about charges is, regardless of what you like using, is using a good one because yeah. these lipo batteries are, you know, they they can be volatile. It, I a squirrel moment here, but I was helping. Uh, one of the local hobby shops I'd help during Christmas and stuff and kid came in with a uh, lipo battery that he used for an RC car and he showed me his charger he was using and it was uh, an old wall wart with a Tamaya end on it that was a 12 volt wall wart and he had taped together a plug that went to his connector for the lipo and he says he charges it all the time and I'm like you're bringing your house down that's all bad (laughs) Yeah. yeah all bad yeah. And you know, and he's like, "Well, I don't want to spend you know, hundred bucks on a charger." I'm like, "Well, you're gonna spend
0: a hundred thousand know, yeah, dollars on a house? You're gonna burn right. your parents'
1: house down, you know?" <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
2: it's all right. They got insurance. My uh, my advice would be set a gas can next to that thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get this puppy going, right?
3: Uh, <laughs> disclaimer here. He's just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke.
2: Yeah, not serious.
0: They have jail sentences for that. Yeah. yeah, just
1: saying. So yeah, use a good charger and learn how to use it. Ask questions because lipos can be dangerous. Uh, we had. One of our guys that we raced with, uh, raced drones. He's from Tulsa, and he was charging batteries in his garage and went in the house and laid down and watched TV and fell asleep. And house burnt down.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's a big no no. Always yeah. charge in uh, in the, your presence. And uh, I tell you what, I I had a Sky RC charger uh, that was a knockoff of a high tech four port. Uh, never had a lick of trouble out of it. I mean, for the money I had in it, it was a great charger. And uh, I was charging a questionable battery. I'll be honest. It was a questionable battery. I put it in a LiPo bag, and it's charging next to me. And uh, I'm I'm working on an airplane. I actually just mixed up some five-minute epoxy, and I hear a pop. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, the, the wrapping, uh, the packing material that comes mm-hmm. in your packages. Yep. If you were to pop one of those, that's what it sounded like. And I look over, because first thing, I'm like, what made that pop? So I look over at the charger, and that LiPo bag looks like a balloon. <laughs> yeah. And yep. I freaked out, run over there, grab the bag, you know, trying not to, which it wasn't burning out of the bag at this point. But I grabbed the bag, and I'm yanking power leaves, just trying to get it disconnected. And uh, I run through the house, and I walked, run to the front door, and I just sling it out the front door. And my wife's looking at me like, <laughs> what's wrong with you?
1: Try to keep the house from burning down
0: absolutely and (laughs) that's what i told her i was like that battery will burn this whole place to the ground and she's like what i was like yeah that's a fire that you don't put out (laughs) yeah and uh, i mean technically yes you can but i don't have the correct fire extinguisher yeah i personally just because i'm never in a hurry but i personally
1: never charge at home i keep all my batteries in a you know ammo can and when i go to the field that's the first thing
0: i start doing is charging batteries same for me today now you know which this was I was getting ready to go on a trip, so I was charging up the night before and this and that, and, uh, you know, there again, it was an old charger. I think it put out 80 watts, so I was charging a 5S battery, yep. you know, so it was it slow. It was a long time. <laughs> it, it was, so that's why I was charging yeah, it the night sure. before. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – anyway, so the that's rest of the story these- is is it burned up for the most part. Um, I, I threw it out in the yard, and I went – oh yeah, I've got five minute epoxy mixed up and it's in a bad spot. So I run back in the house and I finish what I was doing real quick before the epoxy cured. And uh, and then I go back out to the front yard and this thing is pretty much burned itself out at this point, but it nearly consumed that whole lipo bag. And I opened the bag up, which was a bad idea because yeah. uh, lithium fumes, uh, it, it hurts. Toxic. It's very toxic, but I had to see, this is my first lipo fire. So I'm like, I got to see what it looks like. Flaky ashes were it. Yeah, that was all that was left. It yeah. burned everything, and uh, that was a awakening moment for me. Don't charge questionable batteries. Yeah, we have an enclosed uh, fire pit
1: out at our flying field, and that's where lipo batteries go to die. You throw them in there, and yeah. and uh, eventually that you know one catches on fire and then it takes them all out. So,
0: well, and I get a few questionable ones. Uh, me and my buddies, uh, we'll shoot our rifles into them. Yeah, see if we can make them smoke a little bit. You we're know, not, we're not condoning that. Uh, no, that's not the technical way to do it. Actually, we have a. a you mean in the plane, right? No.
2: No, no, no. Oh, oh. Okay, never mind. No,
0: you know, it's like it's that other hobby, you know, shooting. Yeah, different show. Sorry. Different yeah. show. Yeah. Now, uh, we actually have a disposal at work, uh, so if I wanted to, I could take them there. But I try not to create more work for the the. We call them epochs. but uh, try not to create more work for him. So, what's the proper way of of actually disposing of one. Well, you know, there's that myth about putting them in uh, salt water, salt water uh,
1: which they debunked that. What they found was uh, the salt water is dissolving
0: the tabs. Ah. And so it actually wasn't doing anything. It wasn't sto- doing anything.
1: It was just dissolving the tab, and, and you were you you know you'd go to check it. It shows it's gone, I mean, no voltage, but it's just disconnected now. So, it's inside the battery.
0: So basically what it did is it, that salt water acted as a – an electrolyte to yep. facilitate the corrosion of the tabs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And now there's just no connectivity.
1: And, and so technically that's, you know, a good thing, but yet it's it's not draining the battery. You should, if you're going to if you're gonna get rid of a battery, you should drain it all the way.
0: Right. Just, you
1: know, then dispose of it.
0: I've heard of putting a nail in it, but that seems like they a really bad idea. They catch on fire when idea. you do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, that doesn't sound right, but. Uh, yeah, they catch on fire when you do that.
4: Well, buckets hey. of salt water works really well. Well, that's what we are just
1: talking about. It. It, it it just dissolves the ends off and nothing ever happens. Yeah.
0: So that's uh, Jason Hill, you heard. So Jason has, was able to, to make it, thankfully. Uh, happy to have him here. Uh, Jason, we already kind of did a little intro. Why don't you uh, tell us who you are and what you uh, do in the hobby?
4: Uh, my name is Jason Hill. I've been flying for, man, since at least 2003, I want to say. Uh, flown electrics, uh, gas. Now I've got a turbine, do a lot of EDFs, mostly scale stuff, uh, large, small, I've flown giant scale, um, all the way to indoor models. So a little, little bit of everything. Yeah. A
0: little bit of everything kind of gravitating towards jets a little bit, I would say.
4: Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. EDFs and jets. Yeah. Yep. Now you're, uh,
0: you have some really cool stuff, uh. There's the
1: only guy I know that's got a foam jet with a actual turbine in it.
4: Ah, no. uh, that was fiberglass. Uh, the the jet is actually fiberglass. Yeah, yeah. the the yellow aircraft. Kit. Okay. Yeah.
0: Michael Deloney had the the foam one. Is yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's who it was. No. Uh, when I met Jason, I looked back. I met Jason six years ago. Uh, I was looking through some pictures the other day, and I actually saw a picture of his uh the scratch built southwest Airlines 737 yep built out of insulation of
4: all things yeah dude that yeah. thing is
0: awesome hey yeah. the cool story is what you told me about the guy that
1: came up and said he knew the end number
4: oh yeah, yeah. uh i actually i met a pilot uh, at a fly-in a guy walked by and looks at my uh 737 and says hey i've flown that airplane before And said oh that 737 he goes no that 737 the tail number that i put on it for Southwest Airlines he had actually flown before.
3: So that
4: was kinda interesting. He was really happy about it. Wanted to take some pictures with it.
1: Nice. Because yeah. Yeah. you use an actual real tell number from a picture. Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, a
0: real I, registered number. Dude, he don't half ass anything. No, no. <laughs> no. Overachiever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of don't he don't half ass anything. Um so the topic, you know, we talked about before the show is we're gonna cover battery chargers. Well, you actually come to me about chargers here recently because of a project you've got going with the uh the giant b52 that's uh that you're building scratch built so uh yeah we'll have to cover that b52 at some
4: point oh absolutely uh still a lot of work on it but yeah it's a huge project
0: i think that huge project is going to bring up a lot of topics with the uh, edfs 3d printing scratch building
3: batteries yeah, for sure.
4: <laughs> even the landing gear even the landing gear yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, we, we, t- we were
1: talking earlier, you know, people sending in questions and, you know, build questions or, yeah. you know, topics like that. So,
0: yeah. Great. I think uh, just for a, a teaser, what uh, describe your B-52. Let's give us, give us a few little specs on that thing.
4: So, it's, it's also built from foam, kind of like the 737, although I'm using a different type of foam. I'm using a one-pound ex- expanded polystyrene or EPS. Uh, it's hot wire cut and then sheeted with balsa and fiberglass, 174-inch uh, wingspan, eight 80-millimeter ducted fans, uh, one 6S, 5,000-milliamp battery per fan. Uh, what else is there? It's modeled after b 52 B-52B, actually uh, NASA's mothership.
0: Oh, so um, you're going with that scheme rather than uh, camo or gray?
4: Correct. Oh, yeah. nice. that would be cool. Uh, What's
0: your goal weight on that um, flying
4: weight? Right now, I'm just trying to keep it under 50 pounds. Okay, That's that's my goal. If it comes in wow. under 50 pounds, I'll be happy. Uh, even if it's over, I've calculated it all the way up to, I believe, 68 pounds. And even at 68 f- pounds, it should fly like a park flyer with wow. the uh, amount of wing area I have.
0: So how many uh, ounces per square inch are you talking on that? Or is it ounces per square foot? I'm not a builder.
4: Uh, you can, You can do it either way. At that size, you can do it either way. Yeah. Um, however, I don't remember off the top of my head. I've got it calculated. It's written down at home, but I I don't remember the, off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, we'll have to get into that. I I need to do just a little bit of looking into it. I know in my aspect of the hobby with the 3D, yeah, it seems like twenty. I think it's twenty ounces per square foot. I don't. I'm not sure. I yeah, haven't
1: looked into that either. Yeah. I just pull them out of the box, put them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This thing's
4: a, a 174 inch wingspan, so it it takes up a little bit of room. Yeah,
0: my my building is uh, assembling ARFs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the extent of my building. I'm a professional ARF builder. Yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Yeah. Back in the day when my, you know, dad was flying RC, you know, 80s and 90s, and you know, someone came out to the field with an ARF, it was, you know, frowned upon. Yeah, it was. too bad. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You can't bring that out here. Yeah. Now that's that's all there is. That's yeah. all there is.
4: So, you got to try to out ARF each other nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's even. I think it's fun just to to get an arf and modify it. There's some things you know you just want to change about it. it yeah. That's fun,
0: right? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm typically like, let's get it together and go fly it. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> you know, but uh, it, it's just a different aspect of the hobby. I've got a lot of respect for builders. Oh yeah. You know, I, I appreciate those guys that put in the effort and the time and and know what they're doing. You know, that's the other thing. So it's it's re- incredible. So back
1: to, back to chargers. What kind of chargers do you use mainly?
0: uh, Um, Oh, go ahead. No, Jason.
4: (laughs) Uh, I've still using, that's why I'm trying to update right now. I have the, uh, the high tech, I believe it's a, it's like X4 or something. Oh yeah. It's the one of those. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. But for the larger battery packs, especially those six cell (laughs) high (laughs) milliamp packs, that thing is slow. It works, but it's slow. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to upgrade my chargers right now. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I've used a, a sky RC which is a knockoff of the high-tech x4 and uh, I found that it was really good for two and 3s but above that the charge rate was just so slow and yeah. the, and the balance rate was so slow that it just left a lot to be desired
1: yeah, yeah. well and that's one of the things that the ISTt ISDT did good is they've got a high input voltage mm-hmm. you know those x4 is 12 volts what 12 volts it? yeah um, you know you start you have to put in 24 volts. What's the max on those? Twenty seven volts, so, something like that.
0: So I've got a few specs printed out here, and it it really depends on the model. But uh, some of them are thirty two, some of them are thirty. Yeah. Um, I'm running mine on twenty four. Yeah. That, that, that just seems to be the easiest as far as finding uh, power supplies. Yep. So twenty four volts seems to work, and you can get full power out of them. I have yet to to run out of power. Basically. Yeah. And I think a
1: few people have tripped up on that. They've they see the output wattage. But then they power it off 12 volts, and and they don't understand why they're not getting
0: full power. So I've actually got personal experience with a Q6, an ISDT Q6 Pro to be exact. And uh, it was a charge case built by, I believe, Progressive RC, and it came with a 400-watt 12-volt power supply. Okay, the Q6 was a 350-watt charger. Mm -hmm. So you would typically think, okay, well, that charger is designed to run, I believe it was on 8 to 32 volts. So right. you think, well, this will work.
4: Yeah. It didn't.
0: Nope. I <laughs> uh, think about 7 amps on a 6S pack, and it yeah. was. It just wouldn't go any further. We had the charger set on 10, and it just – 7 is where it would there. go. And it. Yeah. what we ended up doing is we changed it to a 24-volt, 400-watt power supply, and now we can charge the battery as much as the battery will take. Right. You know, six, uh, 10 amps on 6S or, or even 12 amps on uh, – on 6S and it was, it was taking it fine. Yep. Nice. So, uh, I think uh, that actually brings up a topic. Uh, so one of the big topics I wanted to cover, and it's one of the most important things that you can know in, uh, in electrics and chargers, especially is uh, Ohm's law. Uh, I believe it's Ohm's law. Ohm's law has a couple of formulas uh, if I'm not messing that up, but uh, the, the important one is uh, power equals current times potential. Uh, in other terms, Watts equals amps times volts. Right. And uh, that is a very, very important formula to know. And uh, I know that's kind of boring to most formulas and what have you, but this one will, it's very helpful. It's very simple. Uh, So basically, you know, you take a, like Michael, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, how many watts are you trying to get out of it? You know, um, and let's just say, for instance, it's a 6S because that's where I find myself needing more power. Full charge six S is twenty five point two volts, and to charge that thing at ten amps, so twenty five point two times ten, that's two hundred fifty two watts. Right. You got your little fifty watt, uh, high tech X four. You're it's n- not getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Absolutely. You yeah. You know, uh, I think a lot of guys look at watts and amps and and when they really need to be looking at I'm sorry they look at volts and amps when they really need to be looking at watts
4: right I like the way you broke that down it makes a lot of sense there yeah you know it's uh, uh
0: watts is power right and and that's the that's the end all be all in my opinion so how do I get the that power and your voltage is a given because of your battery that's what it is and so you got to make up for that in uh in amps so with that being said, um, you take a, uh, a battery, uh, take a 5,000 milliamp versus a, a 3,500 milliamp. Well, that's 5 amp hours versus 3.5 amp hours. So it's going to take more watts to charge that 5,000 at, say, 1 or 2C than the 3,500. So that's another important thing to note is uh, the size of your battery uh, will dictate how many watts you really need to charge it at a set rate um and do you charge it anything greater than 1c michael typically no
1: um because i'm usually not in a hurry now some of the drone batteries when we were flying we charge it 2c just you know because we we're racing and you know trying to get in a hurry but those batteries were abused anyways and most people are like why are you you know you're abusing your batteries i'm like that thing's gonna hit a gate pretty soon and break anyways you know i'm gonna destroy the battery before i heard it charging it so that's usually what happened to those batteries but typically one c and then some of my uh, uh life-y batteries i'll just charge it half c okay uh, just just because i don't need they don't need to be pushed
0: right I, and i find myself charging uh my electric airplanes like my my 4s and 6s even uh, some 3s which I've, I've pretty much gotten away from 3s for the most part at this stage um, but I find myself charging at two and three C pretty regularly. And mm-hmm. that's where the the big powers come from. Yep. Um, you know, like, uh, on my 60 inch 3d airplanes, I'm running a 3,500 milliamp hour battery. Uh, typically a lot of guys are running anywhere from 3,300 to 3,700 milliamp batteries. And, uh, my batteries are rated for up to 3C, so three C. So 3,500, uh, 3.5 times three, yep. that's 10 and a half and I'm normally charging them, you know, anywhere from eight to 10 amps. Uh, if I'm not in a hurry, like you said, I'll, I'll back it down to three and a half and just charge it at one C. But, uh, you know, if I'm in a hurry, um, I'll, I'll hit them pretty hard and, and, uh, you know, I can charge one of those batteries in like 15 minutes. Have you ever, have you ever parallel charged? I'm not, uh, no, I'm not, I haven't, sorry. I have not parallel charged and I'm, Typically not a huge fan of it. I'm not
1: a, I'm absolutely not a fan of it. <laughs>
4: Have you parallel charged anything? I've done it before, yes. So
1: there's nothing technically wrong with it, but parallel charging was real big with drone racers because mm. they had 20, 30 batteries, you yeah. know, and they're trying to get them all charged with a couple of chargers. And so they would slap these parallel chargers on and, you know, max out the amperage and max out, you know, everything they could to get these things charged. But they never took the care... Some of the people I saw, I won't say everybody, but some of the people I saw do this, they didn't take the care to make sure that the batteries were somewhat Even. at a matched level. Yeah. You know, yep. They just grab batteries. So they may grab three that are charged and three that aren't and plug it in the parallel charger and hit go.
0: And, and that right there is why I don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I am i can't keep my batteries as close closely matched right. well enough in order to do that. What's the... Kind of, what's the threshold? It's like two tenths of a volt, isn't it? Well, so any battery. I'm sorry, two one hundredths of a volt. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: any battery, whether it's a AA battery or a Lipo or whatever, you put them in parallel, they're going to balance to each other. Right. So if this right. one's fully charged and this one's not, it's going to drain this one into the other one. And a Lipo, the reason we use them is they're ava- they're they're they have a very high amperage availability. Mm-hmm. So. Your motor, your ESC, wants all this amperage, wants all this power. It'll give it. You know, a, a, a NICAD or so, something like that won't. So,
0: basically, what you're saying is it'll transfer energy from one to the other. Real a, quick. At, at real quick. Yeah. Right.
1: And so, what happens when you charge a, a lipo really quick? They get hot. They get hot. And they, you know, charging and getting hot is not a good idea. So, if you're balanced charging, great. But, or excuse me, if you're parallel charging, great. But, you know, parallel charge together. Now, one uh I was flying a 12 S helicopter and I was running two six S batteries. I parallel charged those and parallel balance those
0: yeah. because I flew those together. Well, I was going to say, but when you're discharging them, you're discharging them serious. Right. And they're being, yeah, they're being pulled down evenly together. Right. right. Yeah.
1: And so I would charge those together and balance them together. Right. And so they would have, the cells would be balanced all, you know, 12 cells. Right. Um, but, like I said, if, if, if listeners out there are, are parallel charging, please take care to try to get them as close as possible. Yeah, do, <laughs> do your little bit of homework on yeah.
4: that. And what you described is the same way I've done it before. I was right. using two three-cell packs to make a six-cell pack. Right. And they were flying on the same aircraft, the same flight. I mean, the same flight. Right. And I'd take them right out of the plane and put them on the charger and parallel charge them. Yep. So.
0: i tell you why uh, I'm scared of it is uh, – If you lost a cell on one battery, just one cell on one battery, Mm -hmm. and the charger's not going to pick that up because it's going to be picking it up from another battery. And whenever I've had the lipo fire I had, one cell went bad. Yep. That's what it was.
1: And everybody, I mean, in my opinion, you always need to balance
0: charge. Every time.
1: Because the charger is monitoring those cells. It's reading that voltage, and it's, it's making sure that nothing is going haywire. Yep. And when you're parallel charging, it can't.
4: Even that little X4, as slow as it is, if you balance charge, it is keeping track of every cell. Yeah. Voltage-wise. Yes.
0: Where some of the more modern chargers take it even a step further is internal cell resistance. Yep. And that's one of the other things that I really like about the Hyperion and the ISDT that I've got is it monitors individual cell resistance. Yep. And if you keep track of that, and you kind of monitor that, and you see one that the resistance is going up on, yeah. Uh, one thing to remember is resistance equals heat. Yep. And if you've got one that's out of whack, that's probably not a good battery to use anymore. That yep. might one. That's one you might want to consider putting in the disposal bin. Yep, you know? for sure. That's uh, and that, and like I said, that's one of the things that never having one of those chargers, I didn't know any better. And uh, when I started getting into some of the bigger uh, electric setups. You know, I was talking with guys about the uh, power lab sixes, power lab eights mm-hmm. and stuff like yep, that. Remember and, um, you know, and then I got to looking at, ended up finding a Hyperion at a swap meet and I saw that that ohm symbol and internal cell resistance like, hey, that's pretty good to know. And ever since then it's it's been somewhat of a priority to me to to check that out. So but yeah, you're right though. It, it at a minimum, they're watching every cell voltage-wise, and yeah. if you see one that's that's lagging behind, because uh, the other formula there is uh, volts equals amps times resistance. Okay, and that's Ohm's law. Okay. So if you've got, uh, say, uh, you, the way it works is amps times resistance equals volts, and if you've got a, I guess it would be the battery is showing a higher voltage it potentially could have a uh higher resistance is that if that makes sense you could get a yeah. it
1: has it has
0: potential to have yeah and, and if it's if all things are equal either way uh that's neither here nor there i guess but the resistance can definitely cause some problems and, and when you drive you know uh everybody thinks of uh Voltage is the force behind it. Resistance is uh, what's holding it back, and yeah. and amperage is it moving through it, right? So the force trying to push that voltage through that resistance, is going to turn into heat. So higher resistance is going to equal higher heat. Uh, the, the heat is a byproduct. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I I think uh, understanding that is is paramount.
4: Yep. Yeah. So uh, Not just with batteries, but even uh, electric power systems, it comes into play quite a for bit. For sure.
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, that wire size, for
4: yeah. instance. oh, definitely. Because that's
0: resistance. That's you got to right. run small wire, or you're
1: not going to carry the
0: the amperage. Yep, exactly. Because smaller wire equals more resistance and so on and so yep. forth. Yeah. And, and longer wires.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say longer wires.
0: Yep. yep. So, one of the, so I don't hear I got to cover AC versus DC chargers. Um, the chargers we've talked about, are all primarily with the exception of the high tech x4 uh they're all primarily dc only chargers and uh, that doesn't mean that we run them on batteries Though we're running them on separate power supplies and uh the reason for that is, is i find that most times ac chargers don't have the output yeah they don't have being
1: a power supply in them
0: yeah and they're pricey you know a lot of the yeah. ac chargers they i find that they're pricey um you know in fact one of them i looked at was a high power ac charger uh i believe it was an isdt thousand bucks wow dude that's <laughs> oh no I'm, not, I'm out you know i'm not spending a thousand bucks on a on a single charge sure, single yeah. port charger you know and it's not in a case or nothing like that you know i mean i've been uh i've been accused of you know maybe spending a little bit too much on my cases and stuff but hey i got a couple power supplies couple <laughs> yeah. chargers it's a case it's you know but you gotta just keep them to, looking right, huh? You gotta keep them looking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't well, throw them in the bag. I like my uh, convenience of the case. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. So, they look
4: nice or portable. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, they're great.
0: I. Uh, but yeah, I like the DC only, and uh, I like to power them off of uh, AC power supplies. And uh, typically speaking, I would say I've used more of the Meanwell power supplies.
1: Yeah, well, they make good power supplies. I mean, they're industrial grade. Mm-hmm. Power supplies. I've gotten away with some cheap ones off Amazon, mm-hmm. um, but I've had a couple quit too. But my Meanwell is still going strong. I've had that meanwhile for 10 years and it's still running. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's way, way older than any of mine. Yeah. It, well, I got it when I started flying uh the big electrics, and that's when we started our Collective RC. Mm-hmm. So that's been ten, over 10 years ago. You're nice. And uh, I had that one mounted in the trailer and it was powering the 12 volt system in the trailer and everything. And running the chargers, and, yeah, it was an expensive power supply,
0: though. So it's a 12-volt? How many watts? It's 24-volt. Oh, it's 24-volt. <laughs> I don't remember the wattage. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember. It's just a big one. I don't yeah. even
4: know what brand mine is. All I know is it's been working for about seven years. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Man, I bought I bought some cheap ones. I think they were 400 watts off of Amazon. And uh, I
0: had one quit,
1: but the other one's running fine. Yeah. So give what you pay for.
0: That's right. I mean, and, and that's something to consider. Um, you know, uh, a buddy of mine has a 24-volt, 400-watt power supply that you get from ready-made RC, and uh, it's twenty-four ninety-nine. Yeah. And so far.
1: I think that's I, what I paid for that one, they, yeah. They
0: work great, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if it quits – I'm not overly surprised. Yeah, and I'm gonna b- just get another one. Yeah, buy another twenty five bucks. <laughs> you know exactly. You can no. buy a lot of those for 400 bucks. So. You know, if I'm gonna spend, you know, if I want quality, I'm expect to spend a little bit of money. You know, and you buy that same power supply, which actually I don't think Meanwell makes a twenty four volt four hundred watt, but I know they make a twenty four volt six hundred watt, and you're gonna spend more on your power supply than your charger. Exactly. I think I did. Yeah. Well, I I know my power supplies cost more than my chargers because my chargers are sixty bucks, which <laughs> yeah. is another thing I love about those chargers is they're really affordable. Yeah, uh, and I've got the the Q8s and I've got the Q6s and yeah,
1: links of mine are Q6s. Yeah. I have some of the original ones. I don't remember what those are called. They're more of a square looking.
0: The
1: Istt the first one they came out with.
0: Well, and they had like three or four, maybe five different Q6s. They had the Q6. The Q6 Nano, the Q6 Pro. I think mine was just the original Q6. I have six of them in a
1: box. Mm-hmm. With a, uh, yeah, it doesn't, My mean one doesn't even show up on Amazon anymore. That's how old <laughs> it's been. It doesn't even show up in my history.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking in the, uh, the orders or yeah. buy yeah. again. Hey, squirrel moment here. Don't ever,
1: do not ever log into your Amazon account and dig into your history. It, you can actually export for the life of your...
4: Oh, so you can find counts. out how much you spent. Yeah. And you can add that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't no. ever do that. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I catch myself, uh, man, I, I find some odd things on Amazon every now and again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to get there. I'll have to tell you guys about that offline. All right. <laughs> Sorry, <I> squirrel <scrolled laughs> moment. It's, it's nothing really bad. It's nothing nasty or weird or nothing like that. It's just, uh, one of you know, the things you see on Facebook and you're like, yeah. I wonder if I can find it. And you go to Amazon, sh- lo and behold, they got it. Yep. It's half the price. Six bucks and it can be in my house tomorrow. <laughs> like, Yep. <laughs> Click. Yeah. yeah. So that buy it now is dangerous. Yeah.
4: Right, you need to leave? Yeah. I I hate to run, guys. I don't I realize I just got here, but I just got home this morning. So we'll go spend some time with the family. Yep. Okay. And, uh, but.
1: That's all right. Well, look, well, why don't we just take a
0: break right here and. Yeah, go from there. We can do that. Yeah. Welcome back, D's nuts and bolts. That was perfect. Yeah, we're gonna have to edit the pause out of this. But <laughs> no, no,
2: perfect. no. The pause is what makes it good. <laughs> no, Clay might have <laughs> you. Uh,
0: Clint might get you on that one. I uh, might do it. Yeah. His show is not called Nuts and Bolts. It's not.
2: But what's he going to do? And he's like, D's back. (laughs) it's going to be horrible. He won't do that. Yeah.
0: Nah. Uh, uh, His, his is a, it's kind of morphed into his thing. Oh man. That's, that's all Clint. uh, It's funny, dude. I've, I've been at his work
2: before. And when he gets on the intercom, dude, it almost (laughs) comes out. You could tell
0: it's funny, dude. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. No, uh. Unfortunately, Jason had to get out of here. He uh, he has got to spend much time at home lately, so he uh, he got to come hang out for, with us for a little bit, and and then he's going to go do some stuff with the family. And so, uh, we so
2: unfortunately, you're stuck with me.
0: <sighs> the peanut
1: gallery. Oh laughed. yeah. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's a little bit quieter in here now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit awkward around a whole lot of people watching. Right yeah it's, it's a lot it's a, it's a lot better when it's just you guys you know right. yeah you know if it's <laughs> know just if it's just our little group Well when there's a whole crowd watching this it's like i don't know you're on the spot it's different It's that's, that's no different yeah it is it's the same but different different but same <laughs> <laughs> right now uh we were actually talking about uh power supplies when we uh when we went to break um i believe that's where we were at at least and uh off air uh Michael and I kind of talked. He actually had a, a power supply recommendation, um, or one that he uses rather than a recommendation, I'd say. But, uh, man, for 25 bucks, dude, yeah. I'm in.
1: 25 bucks, I couldn't believe. It. It's on Amazon. It's a 24-volt, 400-watt, and it's – compact size and it seems to work okay i haven't any problems with it so yeah hasn't burned anything down yet i'm
0: not going to attempt to say that name the the
1: brand name it's it's, yeah it's it's not any worth trying to say just you know google up 24 volt 400 watt on amazon and find the 21 for 25.95 prime
0: no kidding so and uh you know that's that's a heck of a deal really you know for that uh for that amount of power That'll run, you know, a Q8 or a Q6, no problem. I think
1: I'm running two Q8s off of that, but I'm only doing, you know, pretty much all four cells. But Mm -hmm. um, I did the math, and you could do, uh, I think it was six cells at five amps each and and be fine and not have any problems.
0: Yeah, I've got my Q8s running off of uh, two 600s, I believe. Uh, Well, so I've got two Q8s in a case, and they're running on separate power supplies. And if I recall right, they are 24-volt, 600-watt mean wheels. Uh, actually, let me look on here because I bought it from Craig Ziak. Uh, that is, uh, did, did you not- say that right? Yeah, I actually called him to All ask right, good him. deal, good deal. Yeah, because uh, his name is like D-Ziak. And uh, so I called him. I was like, dude, I am going to butcher your name, so pronounce it for me so I can try to get it close. Right. I probably still messed it up a little bit, but Ziak's close enough. Um, anyway, Craig uh, – He's uh who makes my rigid cases the the two that I've got, and the one with the q eight um they are five hundred watt twenty four volts mean wheels, so that's a man, that's a powerhouse of a charge case really uh charge whatever you want with that yeah, yeah, I mean within reason uh I've only ever seen one ten s charger, and I only seen that whenever I was doing research for this episode I'm like uh who makes a ten s battery again? Yeah. I, I don't know what that. I guess that would be like a uh, if you were gonna have two five S packs, right. you could charge them and not parallel charge them and actually get the full true balance on it. I yeah. guess is the only thing about that. I I don't know, but uh, you could
2: charge those five thousand packs at two C. Yeah,
0: I can do that now. Yeah, that's awesome with six S. <laughs> yep. Now, I hadn't. Uh, I don't have any eight S or seven S myself, um, because I don't have a need for it, quite frankly. I actually only know one Renee's the only person I know that runs uh fourteen S. Yeah, so he's got two sevens. sevens.
1: Yeah. And it's gotten kinda popular in the in
0: LA's is running sevens. Yeah. Um and then with the eight the S is growing slightly uh in the EDF market, it seems yeah. like. With the uh like I know the Flexjet Pro TV, i V I'm sorry, not the pro, but the Flexjet T V uses a eight pack. And I believe there's some other EDFs out there that may run on 8S. Well, with
1: more voltages, less amps. So that's why the voltage keeps going up is we're, you know, we're pulling, we're trying to pull so much amperage out of these batteries that we need to go up in voltage. So we
0: aren't overtaxing the amperage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause amperage and small wires don't, e- they don't, yeah. they don't work, <laughs> you know, higher amperage takes a bulkier, heavier wire and all of that sort of stuff that comes along with it. But, uh. So uh one of my notes here is uh where to where to buy. And uh we named off a few earlier. Uh of course our friends at Buddy RC. What's the checkout code on that, Casey? It's uh RC scrap pile. RC scrap pile. ten yep, percent off. Ten percent, nice. Um uh, they've sell eye chargers, uh ISDTs, probably a few others that I'm not I'm not real sure on that. But uh, I've bought some stuff from Made RC. Uh, progressive RC, when I built my charge case for the, uh, sky RC four port, I bought a lot of my materials and supplies and stuff from progressive RC, um, horizon hobby is now a dealer for ISDT. And then, um, I don't, I doubt they really want to share it. I, I don't know how much they really want to admit it, but the spectrum chargers are made by ISDT is what <laughs> I'm told. Yeah. They look just like them. <laughs> well, and then the, uh, so the the spectrum smart batteries, uh, for the smart chargers, the ISDTs have that same capability. Yeah. Um, actually, my case uh, with the Q8s that I got from Craig, he uh, included uh, it has a, actually has a third plug, so it's got banana jacks for positive and negative, and it has a smaller banana jack for the uh, the IC3 connector. So he built and he built me the little leads and everything. So I've got the IC3 connector. Uh, some kids in my club actually have some smart batteries. I plugged them in, and it kicked right on on the ISDT. Um, But you have to use, an I think it's called, an XT60i connector in order to make that work. And you have to have the XT60i plugged into the side of the charger in order to make that work.
1: So what are the smart batteries doing for users?
0: Don't get really – don't get me lying. (laughs) I I don't know all of the ins and outs of it. Uh, But – Some of the features that I do know of is that they have a microchip in them that they will self-discharge, kind of how uh, DJI. DJI does, yeah. Yeah, so they'll self-discharge so it's, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about discharging it necessarily on your own. Um, Then uh, they have some uh, information uh, in terms of uh, telemetry. So if you run a Spectrum smart battery with an avian receiver running through, it's kind of funny. You have to have a Spectrum smart battery. And uh, smart ESC run into a uh, smart capable receiver. receiver and then into a smart capable transmitter, which most of the new stuff is all feats this script uh, meets this criteria. You can get uh, individual battery cell voltages transmitted back to your transmitter on their telemetry. You can get, uh, I think, milliamps consumed. Um, then there's some other stuff too with. Uh, like when you go to charge it, you plug it up, and it gives you how many times it's been charged. So you got a charge count, kind of okay, how DJI does. Nice. Yeah, and then also, I think you can maybe program it to where it automatically sets the amperage or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, so it knows what the,
1: what you're plugging in,
0: so yeah. you don't have to program the, yeah, the charger. Do you? Did you ever get into the bump chargers, the bump tags, the RFID stuff?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't ever use them, but I was talking about. Yeah,
0: I think it kind of is going along with that, where I think with the bump tag or the bump charge, like it was a tag and you programmed it, and you just bumped it to your, um, to your charger, and then it automatically set everything for you. Right. Um, I think it's kind of like that, but I could be wrong. Because um, maybe some listener can clear it up. and A, and a let few us times know. I've
1: hooked up a battery to a charger and hit charge, and it's programmed
0: wrong like whoops that's what i love about isdt is at a minimum you're gonna it auto detects cell voltage right so at least if you go from a three to a six s you don't have to make that change you're not gonna make you're not gonna mess that up your amperage you may uh you may drive a lot of amps (laughs) into a small battery when you don't mean to they don't automatically do that but that uh that automatic cell voltage i like yes that's one of my favorite features so um and, you, and the other thing I've got here is uh, when you're picking a charger out, you need to think about your application. Because uh, if you're fr- primarily flying 2 and 3S, uh, small stuff, a 50-watt charger is going to do plenty. <coughs> it's going to sure. be plenty sufficient. But you get into, you know, big helis like Michael Flies and, and big electrics, you just got to have a little bit more. Gotta and you got to you, you think about, you know, well, what batteries do I intend to use? Uh, and I – I recommend always, just like with transmitters, buy more than you think you need because one day you're going to need it. One,
1: <laughs> right. you, you never Or go. your buddy
3: needs it. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Davis. Yeah, absolutely. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, i tell you what, the biggest hurdle for me to get into 6S airplanes were not the airplanes. It was the batteries and the charger oh, setup. Oh, for sure. Right. And it's like, once you make that investment, it opens you up to a whole new market of stuff.
1: So- I, I bit off into the electric helis when the T-Rex 600 came out. I, I had a T-Rex 400 or 450, you know, run 3S, but they came out with the first uh, 60 size, if you will, helicopter that was electric.
0: Mm-hmm. And we were running six cell, 5,000 million batteries. On the 600? Yes. I remember that, the Flybar helicopter. Oh, yeah,
1: Flybar, yeah, you know, old, old school gyros. But those batteries were 300 bucks a piece. Yeah. And then we had to buy the, the
0: I can't remember the name of the charger. You could buy a lot of nitro oh, for I know. 300 bucks. Yeah, it was day. tough. It was yeah. tough to swallow that pill.
1: But we bought the charger, and then the balancer was separate. Oh. So you had the separate balancer that plugged in the battery, and it had a data wire that went to the charger, and then you hooked up the charger. It was a, a fiasco to charge a battery, and yeah. it was less than 1C. And oh. th- just the investment in that,
0: the ba- I had two batteries and a charger. It was more than the helicopter. See, I, I that right there, I would have been out. Yeah. I would have it was been tough. like, man, I can buy Nitro and just fly yeah. and enjoy it.
1: Yep. And you got five minutes of flight time at the most. <laughs> yeah. At the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was not a big hurdle with jumping into 6S because I had a, uh, I think it's an 80 watt charger. My Sky RC was a 320 total. So 80 watts per channel, four channel charger. And uh, 6S, you know, you would get, Two to two and a half amps, I think it was yeah. something like that. And uh, man, you're there for well over an hour, and I'm just not interested in waiting that long to fly again. Yep. Yeah, it takes Tough. me
2: 45 minutes to charge the battery, charge those 6005Fs on uh, the battery charger that I possess. Mm hmm. So, I mean, if I got time, you know, I can get them going before I go to the field. You know, the night before or something like that. But yeah, I am always hitting up Clint, like man, bring that uh, generator, <laughs> bring a good charger. Yeah, bring that generator <laughs> and that charger, man, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I will charge them over a C, you know.
0: Yeah, I am too. Yeah,
2: so I'm just, I'm just ready to go fly.
0: Three, three C's, kind of where I try to stop at. Uh, yeah, see, I
2: don't go that crazy. Two C's about my max. Two, yeah.
0: two to three is about where I, I typically. It, it just depends on the battery, like right. my receiver packs one C all day long, every day. Yeah. But those receiver packs are going into very much more expensive gas airplanes. Right. You know, right. The, I hate to say it, but the electric planes tend to be a little bit more expendable for me because they're generally smaller. I don't have right. any, I don't have any great big electrics. When I call up, what I'm meaning a bigger electric is 60 inch, you know, that's, it's not really a big electric, but it is a success power system. Right. So, um uh,
2: No, I've definitely charged some, like, Hobby King 6S batteries at, like, you know, like 2200s at, like, 6 amps. Yeah. You know, so I get them done in, like, 15 (laughs) minutes or 10 minutes. That's definitely happened. Especially on the mini quad stuff, too, like little 4S 1300 packs. Oh, yeah.
1: But, yeah. 3C. Yeah, 3C on those packs. But those packs never lasted very long. No. you were were going to destroy them. You're beating them up anyway. Yeah, they're going to get smacked into a gate or concrete, and you're going to, you know, you're going to crack that battery open before you ruin it charging
0: it oh yeah that's uh my first experience around race quads i was thoroughly impressed by how durable those things are oh yeah you know smack them into an oak tree chain link fence brick wall it's like "Eh, put some props on send it that's
1: honestly why they the popularity exploded because people could learn with the same model crashing over and over and over. You can't do that with an airplane or a helicopter. You know, you yeah. can't crash it and pick it up and keep learning. No, not very to go home
3: much. And, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, go home and fix it. Little five inch racing quad, man. You talk about tough. If you build it right, yeah. dude, you're not going to kill it. Well, yeah. you have and, to do something real dumb.
0: And the race guys, like I'd see them when they would go to land it, they would just get kind of slowed down and chop the power and let it bounce. Yeah. And let it fall. Yeah. yeah. It was, and I'm like, over here trying to, like, hover and land. <laughs> nah. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah. Just get down, man. You got to yeah. change batteries. You got another heat here in a <laughs> minute. <right>. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, the race quad thing, uh, it just, I never got into it. You know? I was around it. I flew a few. But I was always, well, I'm going to fly my Mamba 10 through your gate. Yeah. I, that, to me, is more fun. <laughs> you know, the, the what is it? The five-by-five five gate? Yep. Try to hover my Mamba well, we 10, a, 10 through it. We so. had a guy
1: try to fly a uh, synergy uh 60 size through a gate oh, it didn't end well no it didn't end well at all yes wow.
0: you're talking a synergy 60 that's gonna be what about a 700 millimeter helicopter
1: yeah it's it's i can't remember this it's 696 or something like that yeah it's big yeah it's 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 big <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it didn't end well at all
0: yeah uh, i imagine that tore up a lot of stuff it tore my gate up more than anything <laughs> right <laughs> it was on my heli so so uh the gate was destroyed Oh. Uh, William Bill for short, he, uh, we used to be into it big time and he come up to Duncan for, uh, just a weekend deal. And anyway, I was like, I, I think I could take my mom, but that. And, uh, that turned into a whole thing, you know, like everybody had to try to do it. And, uh, man, it was a lot of fun. I well, like, I like that stuff. When we were racing a lot at our field, uh,
1: you know, drunk Jim. Oh yeah. I put a racing gate on drunk Jim. Oh, nice! And he had a program where he just kind of you know ran around the field just randomly, you know, and you had to fly through that. So
2: that's, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Plinko was a pretty cool <laughs> yeah the deal that
1: cool. you
0: built. That yeah. was that was pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty neat.
2: Yeah,
0: I still speak, have it. Speaking of uh, your events, we've got to hammer down this. Uh, <sighs> Trust me, I know. I know. Yeah, the stole drags. He, There's I been was, a lot of life
2: change going on for Michael. Yeah, he, he's had some some. I mean. Lots of good, some not so good, but cumulating the cumulating. I'm making up words over here, <laughs> putting those two together, man. Use your words. Casey. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm using words that aren't even spoken of.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got married this last year, towards the end of the year. Congratulations, then, yeah, I was there. Yeah, he was there, and then right after that, I lost my job. Uh, so
0: <laughs> that's terrible. So
1: I mean, new new life, new wife, new job. You know.
2: <laughs> it's all new yeah. you gotta look at the bright yeah, side on that to stuff man right? it's very good <laughs>
1: yep yeah. so
0: things happen for a reason brother
1: that's right so well, it's all
0: good now whenever you get ready to do it I'm fully backing it yeah I'm, so we're I'm just, excited about it
1: we're uh, we need to finish we need to finish out laying out some rules for the unlimited class and really kind of come. I know that's going to be one of those classes that's going to have to grow yeah uh, but I really want to see some Mike Patey stuff coming out in in some unlimited planes i want to see some cool stuff
0: yeah so what you're saying is you want to see some big planes with some turbo props whatever <laughs> I, you know
1: I, i'm all for just you know bring uh, it because it's not about speed uh it's, it's
0: actually the opposite yeah too much speed hurts you
1: it for sure and yeah. it's it's how you get it slowed down and how you can land and and i think uh the event we had at your place uh, uh, when we had a lot of vi- a lot of wind i think that needs to just be an alternate track the way we right. did that it worked out really good
0: I actually personally liked that track better than yeah. the standard. Yeah. But that was because I was able to utilize some of the speed that my plane had to offer. Exactly. That, exactly. That back stretch, I was yep. able to stretch it out a little bit, and uh, so. But uh,
1: we're gonna we're gonna have some events. I mean, it's it's in the front of my mind to get it finished and get it scheduled.
0: Well, keep this in mind. I acquired a Mamba 120 last year, uh, an 89 inch laser
2: that yeah. mamba 120 would be perfect for stall drags i think you should do that uh, absolutely i'm just saying hey, hey you ain't p- got a hair on your ass i'm just saying yeah hey, have,
0: you, have you heard about my black and yellow biplane it says mamba 120 on the side in german yeah go, go straight yeah, up go straight up yeah. it
2: does say mamba 120 in german yeah. you know why because mamba 120 in germans mamba 120 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we looked at it that one twenty Mumba.
2: Nah, well, it might be their subject <laughs> predicate is a little bit different, isn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Clint was corrected last weekend. I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, by uh, a and, and Jason didn't say it, but it's actually Philip Steinbach who, uh, if you're a full scale guy, you might recognize the name as the guy that designed the Bach. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he actually is a personal friend of Jason's over in uh, Arkansas. I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that, but <laughs> and I'm
2: pretty sure his German's pretty on point.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh,, well, considering he's from Germany, oh, or yeah, that's what Austria I'm, that, yeah that's what I'm saying. actually, he may be from Austria. I'm not really sure one of the two either way,
2: yeah, they he bo- probably knows how to read some German, yeah,
0: I think they speak Deutsch, yeah, I probably butchered that pretty bad, but what Dutch Deutsch <laughs> Deutsch I think yeah. it's Dutch no
2: no, no no oh. is Dutch and Deutsch different, yeah, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, Dutch is a uh, man. I got a lesson.
2: <laughs> See, I'm already learning all this it's, cool it's stuff like from you, smart guy. D
0: e u t s c h maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't we'll get me lying. lying that yeah, <laughs> there ain't no way. Hey, dude, I'm uh, for whatever reason I've always been kind of fascinated with the uh, with Germany. I guess somehow I mess up history. there, there,
2: and there. So you it's know, all the same. Yeah, right. Just.
0: Type it. It's fine. They'll get it. They'll oh, do. <laughs> not the grammar
2: nazis, bro. Yeah, I know. not the grammar nazis.
0: I, I'll be honest. I have to hold myself back. Uh, I, I mean, to.
2: I've I've got a pretty firm grasp on it. But every once in a while, autocorrect will get me, and then yeah. I get slammed by the grammar nazis.
1: You know, it, hey, I, I don't I, need no grammar know-how. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dang uh, don't, man!
2: I tell you what. Yep. No grammar. Yep.
0: Well. Tell me more about your charge case that you got. We were talking about it off air. You said you got a. You, you just kind of threw it in a box, yeah, it's, or it's what did you do?
1: Super simple, super cheap. Uh, and I wanted. I have a couple that I, I made, and I wanted a smaller little. You know, something little go case. Mm-hmm. And I bought a little uh, case from Harbor Freight. Uh, it's. I can't remember the dimensions. It's like six by eight. It's not even, maybe not even that big. A little metal case, mm-hmm. like for st- putting tools and stuff in. It's got rubber lining. I bought that cheap power supply uh, off Amazon. I decased it because it fits right inside that case. And so I decased the power supply, put a couple little fans in the case, you know, cheap ones, 12 volt, or they're 24 volt fans. And uh, put just basically like a, not for Micah. What is that? Like melanine stuff, you know?
2: just Right, like Samson, Samsonite. Yeah, Samsonite. Not <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> no, that's not it. No. You're, you're way <laughs> off. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's, uh, uh, Masonite. That's Masonite. Yeah, yeah, It's a sorry. little cheap,
1: you know, board, and I cut it to fit in the case, and, it, you know, it just sits down in there, and the the ICTs are just sticky tape to the top, and they're hooked up, and it's throw the power cord and the charge plugs in there and go. It's real simple. I think I got. You know, I mean, how much are the ISTTs? Those are $60,
0: 70 bucks. Yeah, depending on which model. If you got a Q six, Q eight, you're right around sixty bucks. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there's 120 bucks in chargers, and 25 bucks in power supply, and 14 bucks for the case, and I already had the fan, so that's cheating.
2: So you're less than basically but, 200. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at Buddy RC sells it for 59.99. Yep. And For the, the Q-6, Q6 used to be fifty nine ninety nine, but it was discontinued. Yeah. Man, so. you
2: get 10% off that. That takes care of your shipping.
0: Yep. Yep. So with with that, uh, my first charge case, uh, I actually acquired it used. And uh, it was a Rotorcraft RC. And um, actually, a guy that was on the show last week, Josh Arbro, had put it up on Facebook, and he was asking a really fair price. It had an ISDT uh, SC620 with a 600-watt mean whale in it. And, uh, anyway, I bought it from him and, uh, I was still really new to the 6S stuff. And so I bought that case and I, I wasn't sold on cases at this point and man, I got it in. I was like, this is so convenient. Oh, you know, it's sure. like, I just go to the trailer and I grab this case and I'm done. You know, before that I had a, a toolbox with a power supply and mm-hmm. a charger and I would, to grab the toolbox, open the toolbox, take all this stuff out, hook it all up and all this. And it's like. Man, I, I grabbed this charge case and I pop a couple leads in and I'm done. Yep. and uh and it was so fast, it balanced fast and all that. And uh, well, anyway, uh, uh, a little while later, another guy puts up another rotorcraft case on Facebook. This one's got a Q6 in it, and it was a really fair price again. So I bought it, and I asked the guy, "So, well, why are you selling it?" He said, "Well, I'm just needing the money because I'm upgrading." And I'm gonna use this money to to buy the next case. Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, a week or so later, maybe two weeks later, he sends me a picture. He's like, "Yeah, this is my new setup." And I'm like, "I really didn't need to see <laughs> need that. that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is that one for sale as well? Yeah. <laughs> well, what it was is uh, so you guys have seen my my rigid toolbox yep. set. That's right. the the roll around box on the bottom, and then the toolbox and and then the charger st- stack on the top of that, and it all clamped together and everything. And uh, just so happens, Kerry Howard and I had just talked about a roll-around toolbox for the field to keep all of our tools and everything in one because we haul trailers. And uh, we were like, man, it'd be nice to have all of it in one spot, strap it to the wall in the trailer and go. And uh, here I see this charge case that's in a rigid, and it goes with this whole set. And I'm like, wow, how much is that? (laughs) And, uh, well, and he got me in touch with the Craig Ziak, like we talked about earlier, and I bought my first one. And I called Craig up and I said, "Hey man, I said I think I got probably three of these. I said me and a couple other guys will probably want to buy them." And uh, he's like, "Oh great, you know." And uh, it just kind of ended up we bought two of them, and then since then a handful of friends of mine have bought them, and you know, and I always get them. I was like, "Just contact this guy." And uh, when then when the Q6 co- uh, discontinued, he come out with another deck lid for the Q8s, and I called him up and I said, "Hey, uh, I got a guy interested." I didn't want to give your phone number out without asking, you know. Uh, is that okay? And this and that. And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Man, you keep sending me people this way." He's like, <laughs> "You know, I'm gonna have to find, pay a finder's fee." I was like, "Man, I appreciate it, but just, you know." I was like, "You ain't got to do nothing like that." But anyway, old Craig, he's a really good guy. I talked to him on the phone a bunch, and
1: you uh, got put you hey, li- put a link to pictures or something because it's a cool
2: looking case.
0: Yeah, yeah dude.
2: It, yeah, it definitely is. We'll get a, we'll get a link to maybe get a hold of Craig
0: he's in the facebook group so yep. if you get on the rc scrap pile facebook page he's on there i added him to it and uh and he sees some of our stuff and he actually commented on me uh he says i should have got a jetty so no man those jetty man. guys are hardcore
2: yeah that's yeah. okay where did yeah. he go yeah. kirk, kirk yeah. just walked out Yeah, kirk just walked. yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude he totally missed that that would have been great yeah yeah. So Clay's talking about how easy it is to to get a charger in a case. And, you know, before you had the struggle, let me tell you the easiest thing. Have a buddy like Clay. Yeah, you show up at the field with yeah. batteries. <laughs> hey, man, you need me to go start your generator. I hope you pull this out. We'll get the extension cord going. So my other case yeah. <laughs> is a,
1: one of the, the Home Depot cases, the rigid case. Mm-hmm. And I built and it has six of the uh, original Q6s. Nice. And it's got 24 volt, and, but that's what we use for drone racing because you want to charge a lot of batteries at once. Yeah. And yeah, that I go to charge a battery and
0: all six of them are full. I'm like,
1: damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is using it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry, Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things about the case I got, uh, so my Rotorcraft cases were great. They worked great, but they didn't have any storage bins. Yeah. And if you go shopping for Rotorcraft cases with storage and multiple chargers, you're going to spend some money. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, they have $6,000 charge cases. Yeah. And, uh, I asked him one day, I was like, man, who buys these? He's like, not RC guys. <laughs> yeah, He's exactly. Like, uh, the government and the film industry. Yep. And uh, I was like, "Huh?" I really thought that they'd be that big of customers. He's like, Oh yeah. yeah. He said, that's where we make the bulk of these cases for. He's like all these real six, you know, big ones, 6,000 bucks. He's like, no guy that flies for fun is going to spend mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, well, anyway, uh what I love about the rigid case is it's got the storage bins on the side. So yep. I've, I've got a place to keep my charge leads, my battery checker accessories. And then one of the things, uh, with my, when I got my new case, um, I also bought a ISDT discharger. I've got the, uh, I believe it's 200 watt discharger.
1: Yep. We got two of those.
0: Yeah. Bought it on Amazon for like 80 bucks. Um, you can actually get that through, uh, buddy RC as well for about the same price. And, uh, I took the uh, the foam like you did with the uh, uh, Harbor Freight case. Yeah. I took the foam out of one of those and uh, I cut it up and I made a little holder for it. So I've got, I took two of those bins out of the rigid case and that's where I keep my uh, discharger at. So it's just a perfect little place where I've got, I literally grabbed that one case and I've got charger, checker, yep. uh, charge leads and discharger all in one nice compact spot. That's the way to do it. You know.
2: Man, my discharger was a little bit more expensive, but it's more fun to play with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: and why do you discharge batteries? Because you don't want to store them charged. Right. Yeah. Period. End of story, people.
2: I actually got in an argument this week with somebody that said, no, you store them at
1: 100%. I know who you got in an argument with about that. I guarantee you I know. That yep. guy.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, you don't. and, and you don't storm at hundred percent. They are they want to
0: release their voltage. Period in the story. So they right. want to li- release their power. Uh, Which I, I think my discharger takes them to three point eight per cell, yeah. roughly about fifty percent. Is that really ideal, or what's ideal?
1: It you know, <laughs> that's been a big argument. Is you, know, right. you know you know you want to stop at twenty percent, storm at thirty percent, storm at fifty percent. Uh, lipo's have uh, one of the they're they're. They're not as bad as, like, nickel metal hydrides and NICADs for self-discharging. Nickel metal hydrides were the worst for self-discharging. They just would lose their own, you know, charge just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And that's why they sucked in the drill market and stuff, you know, the home improvement market, because you go to pick up your drill battery a week ago, you charged it, now it's dead. You know, and everybody thought the battery sucked, and they just self-discharge. Lipos don't self-discharge very, you know, they, they're one of the better ones. But they also want to release. You short out a lipo; it's instantaneous. One hundred percent of the, the, yeah. the capacity has been released. Um, so you don't store them charged. So fifty percent, anywhere from thirty to fifty percent, is usually fine. They're they're, they're not as volatile. You don't want to store them at twenty percent mm-hmm. because of they do self discharge,
3: so and that, that will takes go them below. too low, right? Yeah,
1: but and that and when I say store, I'm talking you yeah. know months and years and right. stuff like that. Not you know to the next weekend or something.
3: Yeah, that's. Um,
0: I've always been led to believe if you're going to fly the next day or within the next couple of days, it's no big deal. But right. if it's going to be a week or two weeks before you go out, you need to discharge. Yeah.
2: I say a week. Week is, is my is my limit. If it's been over a week and I haven't gone out and flown those packs, I'm going to discharge them.
0: Right. I, I've gotten into the habit that when I start packing up, when I'm done for the day, whatever batteries I haven't completely discharged through flying, I just start discharging them. Yep. And at, by the time with that 200 watt discharger, by the time I'm done packing up, they're pretty much completely all ready and going. And then I just throw them in my ammo can and I'm done.
1: Think of them like a balloon. Mm-hmm. You know, when you a balloons, you know, you blow it up right before it's about to pop. It wants to pop. I mean, you mm-hmm. do anything to it. It's going to pop. Same thing with a fully charged lipo. It <laughs> wants to release.
3: Right.
0: And you bring it down to, you know, half full. It's, you hardly going to pop. Yeah, it's got all that potential sitting yes. there and that that's an actual electrical term for that yes. matter. Potential
2: is it, is it x potential? No. No. <laughs> I'm d- okay, I'm sorry. No. And no, actually
0: yeah. in my in my job uh what we do at my job we measure uh voltage potentials on pipelines cuz cathodic protection is basically uh a controlling current direction. Right. And by tr- controlling current direction, you can control corrosion. Right. So when I when I talk about surveying, everybody thinks about surveying like a land surveyor. Right. Our surveying is uh, we're going out measuring potentials on pipe. Right. Which is just a really low voltage in our case. But uh, anyway, yeah, you got all that our potential energy. A lot of potential. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of potential sitting yes. there ready to burst out and go. So,
1: yeah, you take a A battery or a pack of A batteries and short it out. It's not going to release all of its capacity instantaneously. It's, right. you know, it'll get a hot wire hot or whatever. A lipo, you short it out. Oh, yes. it's, it's bad, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. And it has a lot of potential. So you don't want to keep those fully charged.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. What about
2: cold? I, know, I, I've heard there's like a couple of schools of thought on this. I know guys that keep batteries in their refrigerator for too. storage. I do you too. Know?
1: And, and I think that came from the old school NICADs. Right. Because I kept my NICADs in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I used to race cars and stuff. And it worked for NICADs. Lipos, yeah, to me, you know, if you've got an old refrigerator in the garage, you keep them in there. It's just a better fire safe, in my opinion. Right. I don't know if it really helps. I've seen people say that uh, they've taken swollen lipos and put them in the refrigerator and it kind of, you know... Takes the un- swell out un- of them. Un- unpuffed them. Yeah, unpuffed them. But I think as soon as you start using them, the right. microwave
2: works so much better. I'm just saying <laughs> that to- that totally yeah that totally unpuffs the lipo. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah. That, uh, that uh, unpuffs the microwave too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer: <laughs> It'll unpuff your kitchen. I'm just letting you know.
1: <laughs> so I don't, you know, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I think if you're storing them in the refrigerator, like in the garage. Yeah, you're just, it's an extra fire safe, in my opinion. But, like, you know, um, the temperatures
2: that we have here, like most of my RC stuff's in my garage. Yeah. You know, it's probably not hurting them. I to don't be think out it the hurts them
1: at all. I don't yeah. know if it's giving you any benefit. Right. right. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, it, you I, know, like, you look at like uh, DJI batteries, they won't, if they're super cold, they won't turn on. Oh, but, yeah. You know,
0: so. I, well, electrons, they move more freely. At a higher temperature yeah. so when the electron when it's cold they don't want to move as much i mean it's just like with the and that's with the, any kind of electrons it's yep. not just a you know battery electrons but that's uh you know i've heard of uh race guys like quad guys actually taking their batteries and warming them up in yeah. the winter time like maybe throw them in their car and keep the heater running or uh things like that in order to get more more power out of them because right. when they're cold. They don't want to release that energy as quickly as they normally do, and
1: uh, yeah, but I don't think of throwing them in the refrigerator is helping the longevity or keeping them from you know. As
2: long as I'm not hurting them, yeah, I don't think you're hurting
1: them at all. I don't think I don't think you got to keep them in the freezer.
0: Right. Really. Okay. That that was I've always wondered that because I've heard both sides of that. Yeah,
1: and I think the freezer thing came from the old school NICAD days because it actually helped the NICADS. Of memory and stuff like that.
0: Well,
2: I remember being a little kid and you like get these, uh, you know, these little flashlights that have a built in battery and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you put them in the refrigerator and it kind of like recharge them. Yeah. And they those, would last.
3: Yeah. I
0: remember that. Now that you yeah. say that, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's been so long ago. But I do remember that now.
1: And because it helped for the self discharge. NICADs and right. stuff like that, and even alkynes a little bit, they have a real high self discharge rate. And you freeze them, that kind of stops that. Uh, Nickel metal hydrates for sure. they were were, sorry that soapbox they were there are horrible for self-discharge right
0: thankfully when i got really into the you know i had to get back into the history of my history in rc but when i really got into the hobby lipos were pretty fully established yeah you know they were still developing they were still getting better in this and that but but people were using lipos by that point especially in the electrics Uh, gas glow people still use nickel metal for receiver packs and uh Heck nowadays, uh, most everyone I know that flies gas is flying some form of lithium, where there'd be yep. a, a, a lithium life, ion, or, or well, or lifey or life-y. lipo. Or, yeah. um But uh, was it lithium ferrite? Isn't that what lithium lifey yeah, is? Yeah, something like that.
2: You guys are going to have to do a show on batteries because I know. there is so much technology out there, and yeah. it's so there's a lot of misnomers on a lot of stuff, and
1: there's a Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, Searching for the perfect battery. Yep. It's a, and there's a guy that's I don't I don't know how he's not a billionaire right now and how he, maybe he's buried in somebody's garage and nobody can find him now. But
0: he got the he, Tesla effect, huh? Yeah. Nikola Tesla.
1: He he's got a battery and he's powering a, a, an iPad off of it and it looks like a lipo pouch, okay. And what's wrong with lipos? They're volatile. I mean, you right. poke them or something, they catch on fire. And he's got this uh, iPad powered with it. It's got pigtails and stuff. And he goes and he starts cutting the battery with scissors. Just cutting it off. Nothing happens. And wow. then the uh, iPad's still running. He's just cut off capacity. Nothing happens. Interesting. Like, how is this not mainstream right now? Right. You know? How is this not in our ne- next electric cars and stuff? Yeah.
0: So, maybe Elon Musk
2: needs to get in the RC hobby. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because then yeah, we'd, have some, we'd have, some have some really cool stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. We would probably have a, the Joe Knoll in Texas if Elon Musk was a... Oh, yeah.
2: Austin, here we come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, now that guy he's a he's, he's an all, interesting <laughs> fellow. That's for sure. Well, you yeah. brought up a
1: good point, though. When I mean, you know, there's a lot of technology and batteries. There's a lot of stuff, you know, like chargers. There's the new remote ID stuff that I'm sure a lot of people want to talk about. Right. Um, so if you have any show ideas, let us know.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, questions would probably help us out, man. It yeah. might make us think of some stuff that we didn't think of.
1: Yeah, we we're talking off air. I think soldering is going to be a good topic to talk about. There's a lot of misnomers in soldering. Oh, yeah. So, especially in the drone world.
2: Oh, geez.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, man, It was crazy. A lot of arguments. When I started getting into that kind of stuff, I used to build guitar effects pedals, so I was no- used to soldering on PCBs. Right, right. Or I was making guitar amplifiers. Same thing, point-to-point right. kind of wiring and everything like that. And I got into it, and I was around guys that had been in the drone stuff for a while, but they're soldering. I was like, Really? That's you can't how you, do that. Yeah. That's how you're gonna solder that. <laughs> yeah, don't that, do that. No, <laughs> nah, that's weird, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. And they'd give me a hard time because you have through holes. I'm I'm putting the wire through the holes and like yeah. soldering it to like like you would a PCB. Right. Like right. correctly. Right. You know, and they're like, no, just put it on top that way. If you got to pull something off, man, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can get that out just <laughs> yeah. fine. You know, yeah, not that there's, My there's... soldering is not amazing by any means, but it was it was different because I was doing something different with it, you know, right. but th- some of these guys had never soldered anything in their life watching a YouTube video, which I'm not against. Yeah. But some of that was like, Oh, but that works. But if you're yeah. watching
1: somebody that's telling you wrong, you're, you're right. You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my dad put a soldering iron in my hand before I could use a pencil. Right. You know, and you know, he was building Heath kits yep. back in the seventies. He built our TVs, clocks, you know, you name it. He was big in the soldering, So, he taught me some stuff along the way.
0: And, you I, know. I'm trying to remember what it was an advertisement for. But it was, I believe it was a tech school. And uh, in the picture, this lady's her, holding it. Yeah, yeah she's, she's holding it, holding it like yeah. a pencil. And I'm like, yeah, y'all completely messed that <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, 400 so
2: like, degrees? Yeah. Right. She's so, also got the curling iron on her lips. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: So no. we can definitely dig in the go in deep in the weeds and soldering and stuff right. like that. So, right. again, some of the more technical the building stuff we need to have you and mike talk about uh your
0: push pull oh yeah yeah the method yeah yeah. Uh, i've been hesitant on that oh
1: well you know i
0: I don't want somebody to have a bad experience i mean it's worked great for me and mike you know and and he's he's done it and it's it's a tried and true method for us you know but
2: if you do it right it works if you don't do it right it don't work. Options may vary. Yeah,
3: everything? yeah. <laughs> your, your mileage may vary, Yeah. you
0: know. Uh, I will say, it's stronger than my servo was because I broke my servo before I broke the pull-pull. So, I mean, it's got to work.
2: Well, man, that day we were out at your place and you did that and we, like, hung it on a on a screw, basically. Dude, you, like, had full weight into it. And when it broke, yeah. it did not fail at the place no. that was that was, you know, melted.
0: Yeah, and if you remember two trips ago to Baxter— is when I broke my servo, mm-hmm. and it that's what broke, not the pull-pull. Right. You know, and that's not a cheap servo. See, I'm not a—I'm not an airplane guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I fly I airplanes, up the- but I fly, you
1: know, the foamy stuff you put together. Right. So the pull-pull to me is still kind of like,
0: why? You know, I still don't want to grasp
1: that whole concept.
0: So on the Mamba, it was uh, a CG thing. You know, throwing that extra weight back there on the tail, it just uh, – I might could have overcompos- I might could have made up for it by moving the batteries forward. But why not just the linkage? Why not just the flex? Okay. A in link- the linkage or yeah. in the. Yeah. Okay. So uh, look at a lot of your older kits and things like that. Like a uh, great planes. We talked about earlier. Um, they run the old push rods, you know, right. in the tubes and all that. Right. Well, with a very large control surface with lots of load and things like that, those rods will flex and bend and do things like that. And you'll, you won't get as crisp of a control. Okay. Where with a pull-pull, that cable, it doesn't flex. It, you know, you're you're constantly pulling on it, and the cable doesn't really stretch a whole lot. In fact, I would say the cable stretch that people get from pull-pull setups is actually their crimp. So that's one of the things about the method that Mike showed me is it won't stretch because it can't. Right. There's no crimp there. You know, the slip, the, the stretch was in the slip of the of the crimp, you know so uh i mean that just full-scale aviation that's what they do as well yeah. you know it's all pulleys and cables right and, you know and it's all pull pull pretty much other than uh i would say like maybe on your cessna it's uh, what pull pull up to like a bell crank right that right. has a uh, a rod going out to the aileron but it's a relatively short distance correct you know um but i bet the rudder's cable all the way back
1: yeah and there's a few airplanes like a, a mooney that's all control rods there's
0: no control cables yeah there again though that's big rods oh made, yeah designed for this yep. and that you know yeah, stuff doesn't scale equally so not always right right you know you can get the rigidity that you need and then all of that but the control surface loads in a mooney are probably considerably less per scale Right than a than 3D a, airplane. yeah than a Mamba 120 yeah, yeah. you guys are, you know, <laughs> pushing some serious right so I would say uh, you know I'm sure somebody out there will tell me I'm wrong and, <laughs> and and they're probably right as well but for me it's the it's the uh, control rod flex when you try to push it you know pulling it obviously a control rod would be no no worse than a uh, than a cable but, so uh, I
2: think you should do pull pull with the control rod right that takes out all the equation.
0: And then it's heavy. Wow. It's all trade-offs, you know? Well,
1: and I think, you know, that's where I want to kind of focus. Is I think uh, sometimes we take for granted that people just understand this. Oh, yeah. You know, they understand a charger just because, you know. Right. But they don't. There's people that ask me questions. I'm like, you don't know what that is? I mean, I'm going to pick on Terry for a minute. But, you know, she didn't grow up grew up around aviation. Right. And I started talking to him. Like, she wanted to you know, learn. I'm like well, your ailerons do this, and then she's like, "What's an aileron?" I'm like, right. I just took it for granted that everybody knows what an aileron is. Yeah. You know, and
0: people don't. Right. You know, uh, the flaps, The flaps yeah. on the wings. Yeah. The tail feathers. What? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so Eponage. I just take. Yeah. I just take for granted that people know what an elevator is versus a rudder. You know, and right. some people don't, and yeah. so we need to. You know,
0: I need to remember that. You know, when I'm explaining stuff to people. I I'm in the same boat. Yep. I mean. Having been obsessed with aviation literally my entire life, I don't remember a time in my life I wasn't obsessed with airplanes. Yep. And I mean it literal, obsessed. And uh, so I knew what an aileron was at exactly. six, seven years old. Exactly. You
1: and, you, and you assume everybody knows what an aileron is. It's like, you know. Yeah, I would like
2: know. to openly apologize for to you guys because I thought you thought you were being condescending, you <laughs> assholes. No, I'm just I kidding. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's...
0: It's definitely one of those things I have to sit back and remind myself, especially with new people getting into the hobby, you know, um, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that 10 years ago. Let me explain this a little bit better. Exactly. You you know, we were all new one time. Absolutely. Everybody was new at some point. And then there's Casey. (laughs) I'm just
2: special. (laughs) I mean, that's all there is to it.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Um, you got anything else?
1: No, I think it's a good time to wrap it up and if you got questions or comments or stuff, you guys want to, Go over as Casey's trying to fix a microphone over uh, there. Yeah. Broke.
2: yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was honestly thinking, hey, this spring looks pretty cool. That'll work on that Cub for some, yes, some spring go. gear.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, definitely want, uh, want questions, comments, you know, let us know how we're doing and, uh, you know, let us know if we suck. Cause it's a very good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we have the same production team as
0: scrap pile. So it's probably a good possibility. Well, I'll,
1: t-
2: I'll tell you now there's, there's always, there's always some people out there. They're going, like, eh, eh, you know, but it's all right. Well, Just going to keep pushing through it, man.
0: My goal is, is to, you know, put out content that people want to listen to right. and content that, that maybe helps somebody, you know, yep. and, and, uh, because, you know, maybe it's something that you're, you're, you're never done. You're interested in, Um uh, or you're doing wrong. Or, or, or yeah. you don't know it. Yeah, right. Or you're doing wrong. Exactly. Keeping your battery stored for a year fully charged. Man, I <laughs> get I dude,
2: I get told every day I'm doing something wrong.
0: Well, that's just it. I'm not gonna guarantee you that I'm gonna always be right either. You know? Right. So and then also there's more than one way to skin a cat sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, there definitely is. But I'm gonna tell you what has worked for me and uh, you know, just try to give the best advice I can. So cool.
2: I would say, uh, man. Always check the show notes. We got discount deck codes down there to help you guys out on stuff. We don't make any money off that. That's just something we're kind of passing on to you. Yeah. And
0: uh, well, we've had uh, you know so far. Scrap piles had a lot of really good uh, good guys with ZDZ. Yep. um With uh, RC Batters USA and Buddy RC.
2: Yep. We got and man. I mean RMJ. Yeah, RMJ Machine Works, Balsa USA. Yeah. Um. Oh, Eric Kendall over at Smoke and Oogie's for smoke injectors. I mean. Yeah. Dude, the list is getting long. It's hard to remember everything.
0: I saw that Terry Wiles bought some RMJ rings. Yep, that's a uh, that's pretty exciting. That, I respect that guy's opinion a lot. Me too. Hey, so, so I have to say, I listened to that episode,
1: and I was pretty impressed with that guy.
2: That guy's impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, just who who knew? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> who knew that you know there was that much going into the building rings?
2: I mean, right. Just, yeah, I, I got was, a DA fifty. Oh yeah, that's a point zero zero three eight two seven five nine. What? You know what I
1: was thinking is because. Last year, I rebuilt the motor for Drunk Jim. Yep, and I bought new rings for it. And I'm like, man, I wonder if he could make rings for Drunk Jim. I
0: cool. I,
2: I absolutely <laughs> think he could.
0: I, I actually feel like I saw a post where he made some for a tractor. Yeah. So I would say very likely if he could get the specs, I bet he can make rings. Yeah. So I may have to.
1: Oh yeah. Put a new piss in a ring just in Drunk Jim. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a you know we were talking about show topics earlier. Uh, that would be a good show too. Drunk Jim, Drunk Jim, yeah, all the
2: nuts and bolts in Drunk Jim, dude, that's crazy. That still yeah. blows my mind.
0: Yeah,
1: it's what's funny to me is how how much everybody just wants to drive them. Right. You know, it's I, you know, it just it it just barely goes forward and left and right. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I just want
2: one because
1: <laughs> I really don't like mowing. Yeah, I need a
2: I need a smaller version. <laughs> hey,
1: so Drunk Jim Two is in my head, and I want to do uh, an FPV mower.
0: Oh yeah. I like the automated. See, you guys, what I like about y'all is, is you, you f- go up, you show up at the field, you start him up, you get him going, and then you're flying and yeah, having a good just, time, and he's yep. doing all the work, Yep. right? <laughs> and so that's what I'm sitting here thinking is my field is big. Like, yeah. We mow about 10 acres. Like, man, if we had a drunk Jim that would fly, uh, he would go out and do the do the work while I get to fly. Exactly. It, that's uh, why I built him. Yeah. I was fly. the one mowing all the time. Yeah.
1: I never had to fly. Yeah. It, it was really sucked is you know, when I was mowing, people still be out flying, but then they'd buzz you
0: and right. you
2: know,
1: fly around you. They'd fly their drones around, circle around you. I'm like, I threw my hat at them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. That's all. Awesome. I, I think that'll be a great episode when sure. uh, when we get around to that one because uh, it's pretty interesting how you come up with that. There's a, lot of, there's
1: a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot of
0: iterations. Dude, I mean, there's... I wouldn't even have attempted that. I mean, I've had that idea, but I wouldn't know, even know where to begin on how to make it happen, make it reality. So Put a couple servos in it. Yeah, that's it. Dude, those
2: servos, those servos are huge. Man, I yeah. – you know, And it's a
0: picked. lot more with all the programming and – uh dude. dude. Throw a couple servos in it. That's like step one. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Step one of like 400.
2: Yeah, you didn't get to hear about hey, all the attempts up to this man, point to where hey, it's doing that.
1: And he got his name Drunk Jim, honestly, because when I – Put a couple servers
0: in it the first time and said go. It was horrible. Well, Don Vo built one, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Much smaller yeah. version, but he built it using a power chair system. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, yep. Which so. he, I don't think his is autonomous. You know, it's all, yeah, he, it's all radio. Yeah, radio.
1: he called me and asked yep. me what what, do you, what to use for autonomous, and he wants right. to make it autonomous. Right.
0: And I told him the ins and outs of, you know, the problems. Yeah. Dude, uh, when you said the word pick sock, I was like, yeah, I'm out yeah <laughs> I don't, don't know what you're talking about i'm see, lost already and, and see
1: there that's my fault i assume everybody knows what a pixalk is yeah i don't yeah. I have no
0: idea well and hey
2: i would say it wasn't too long ago where i was thinking the same thing i was like ah it's too much but now that i've started to kind of play with one
0: no nah, that's not that bad nah. so what if you can program so Aurora, what you're saying is is i need to find a zero turn lawnmower and you're yes. gonna build me uh junk Oh, uh, well, we need another name. Yeah. Drunk Bob. I don't care. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't Drunk, even have to be Drunk Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Drunk
2: Bill. That's perfect, dude. Drunk William Bill for short. William Bill, Bill for short, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's you find a good zero-tune lawnmower, put a couple of in it. We'll make it happen. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to be looking now. <laughs> yeah. I, I will be on the hunt. I don't I have, want to, I don't I want to do it. searches in that Facebook for, you know, zero-turn
0: mowers. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a really good zero-turn, but I don't want to do it to that one. Right. It's still being paid for. Yeah. 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 Don't do it to that one. No, yeah. that's
2: even better, man. If you screw up, just let them repo it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: fun with the Billion Wheel for short. <laughs> 2.0. Yeah. What's funny that, is- That would be funny to take that yeah. to the lawnmower shop for a warranty repair and there's no seat on it. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that? And they're like- the
1: hell are you doing here i've gotten some funny looks like at gas stations and stuff because you know the pods in up front there's no seat no it's on the trailer i'm getting gas and people are like what do you got there (laughs) what is that yeah
0: man my dad years and years ago was uh somewhere and a guy had a self-propelled push mower with a like a big a pipe or something drove in the ground and a rope on it yeah, I've and he said yeah, yeah. You know, he's sitting out there drinking a beer <laughs> watching the mower go around a circle and i'm like man this guy this guy's living in you know 2050 We're, yeah, you oh, know? yeah but no drunk jim is beyond that and, and not only that but dude you could sell tickets just to drive that thing i know everybody I think loves you could, driving you, it you could charge five bucks a head at events like <laughs> i'm thinking
2: drive. if i'm thinking if you don't do that for like uh you know to raise funds you, you're screwing up man man every totally f- every fun up. fly is always out and everybody's, yep.
1: everybody's driving around yeah i uh i just tell him to go mow over there yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's he, trim
2: right yeah, here that's what i was gonna say he does he's like hey man don't sit there there's a, there's a spot over there go get that <laughs> go sign. get that yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: You, you missed a spot casey <laughs> yeah of yeah. course nice well Unless All you right. guys got anything else, I think that's a uh, call it a wrap. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. And uh, fly good, don't suck.
2: That's it. Fly good, don't suck. Shiny side up. It's it's good night.